meeting to order. Start with a prayer and a pledge. Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us together in this first meeting of 2023. Help us to do better this year than we did last, to do your will for the city of Reading. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Roll call, please. <coughs> Mr. Powell. Here. Mr. Bronner. Here. Uh, Mr. Bishop. Here. Mr. Boehner. Here. Mr. Tommen. Here. Mrs. Kroger. Here. Mrs. Hedachiko. Here. Seven present. We have a quorum for business and a quorum for legislation. Seeking an approval of the minutes from the previous meeting, December 20th. Is there a motion? Make a motion to approve. Second. So we have a motion by Mrs. Kroger and a second by Sorry, motion by Mrs. Edichico, second by Mrs. Kroger to approve the meeting minutes from December 20th, 2022. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, carries by voice vote. Audience asking participation. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. We know this body. You know the drill. Bob Ashbrock, 221. Oh, is that, is that plugged in? Not, not starting the clock till we, can we hear it? Is it on? It. It's on, it's sir. On. All right, go. Bob Ashbrock, 221 Walnut Street, Reading, Ohio, 45215. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And Hold on a second. I'm not, I'm going to stop your time. Can you, are you hearing him on that microphone? All right, good enough. We're going to resume. Go. Okay, so um, with the new production equipment here in town or in the city hall this evening uh, it prompts my first remark um, I was both uh, pleased and surprised to see that the uh, city's website has been modified um, and prominently displays a link that would enable citizens to view this proceeding this evening um, the surprise part of my remark stems from the fact that <coughs> In the past, we have been given to believe that it was virtually impossible or so heavily challenging to uh, change the content of the website. So I'm happy that when it's important to do it or when it's thought to be uh, beneficial to do it, it happens quickly. Uh, that stands in stark contrast to what has happened that I've raised as a concern with this body for lo these many six years, specifically the fact that uh, the website continues to show incorrect fee schedules for the building department following a uh, October 2016 enactment of legislation to establish new fees. So since we've been able to um, add the uh, or change the website to um, uh, show this new source for the video, I would expect that by next meeting the proper web uh, the proper uh, fee schedule should be. In evidence as well. On to my second topic. Um, I know that Councilman uh, Boehner has inquired about the um, proceeds that the City of Reading received uh, regarding pandemic money, and I <coughs> raised the question uh, at a separate time, at least four months ago, and I think that it would be worthwhile for a specific detailed narrative report be prepared for both the benefit of council and the citizens on the matter. I think the city received dollars um, 
in three different groupings from two different federal grants or acts. The CARES Act, which produced uh, the COVID relief fund, and the American Rescue Plan that produced the coronavirus state and local um, recovery fund. In any case, we've heard precious little about this. The only thing that I can recall having been discussed in any detail is the fact that some of those dollars were spent for software, um, general accounting software that is benefiting both the uh, treasurer's office and the auditor's office. There are deadlines as to when these dollars must be spent. One of the deadlines I think has already passed on one of the groups of money. Um, a, a review of those uh, legislative acts at the federal level would hint that there were several targeted areas where the money should be spent. And I've mentioned several of those here that seem to have been applicable to the city of Reading. One being um, the elimination of lead service lines or lead piping in a domestic or in a municipal uh, water distribution system. The other being uh, sewer improvements um, and then generally infrastructure. I would propose that um, council consider three specific items that we've heard multiple times in this body that seem to align perfectly with those federally mandated um, suggested spending areas. Um, item number one would be the lead service line replacement. Item number two uh, would be to resolve a um, disputed sewer condition on Harvest Lane. Some of us have heard that there is a line that is considered by some to be a private sewer, um, certainly by MSD. I think the uh, property owners consider it to have been accepted by the city and since these found dollars shall we say um, can be used uh, to the benefit of private individuals this would seem a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to resolve that matter without running afoul of a plan that would spend uh, public dollars on private property and the third thing would be uh, a rather simple it would seem uh, involving um Bob that's your timer sorry unless we can get uh, somebody to uh, I'm, extend I'll his time a we give Mr. Ashbach five more minutes second okay. the right. third item uh, that I would hold on hold a second Bob we have a motion by Mr. Boehner and a second by Mr. Uh, Mr. Powell to uh, extend Bob's time all in favor aye, aye. aye. opposed Cares by voice. That I would uh, suggest being examined is a um, <clears throat> landslide that's impacting a sidewalk on Hunt Road. I think this happened almost 15 years ago, and the matter was examined by the city engineers, and a determination was made that the actual roadbed, the vehicular travel lanes, were not in jeopardy but the sidewalk was um, very much slipping. The city made some uh, attempt to make the area safe by putting up a fence to keep pedestrians from falling into the gully. But um, that sidewalk continues to list at a very heavy angle right now. So I think uh, use of the funds on that would be appropriate. It could be argued that um, we have legislation that requires abutting property owners to 
maintain the sidewalk. That particular section is somewhat unique in the sense that the lots on South Cathwood extend all the way from South Cathwood to Hunt Road. So theoretically, those South Cathwood residents have responsibility for maintaining two sets of sidewalks. It would seem to me that this, again, these found dollars would be well spent to remedy that particular problem as well. Since the city has spent public dollars on, on sidewalk repairs in numerous instances, it seems to me that this would be a, a no-brainer to, to consider. So with that, I would ask that the administration, the finance uh, committee, someone produce for dissemination within the community a narrative report on all the matters regarding the uh, COVID relief fund and the coronavirus state and local revenue fund. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thanks. Any questions for Bob while we're here? Uh, I, I've got one. Um, I agree with him with the sidewalk on Hunt Road because that's going to be uh, come dangerous as we move forward. But the other thing, I, the reason I brought it up earlier this year, and I talked to Sabrina last week, or last meeting, uh, that COVID dollars can only be used for infrastructure, from my understanding. Uh, don't know what the timetable is, but I have a uh, bigger solution for a lot of those COVID dollars, and that's to look at the Truman Young report on the second ward to see if we can't uh, separate some more stormwater and, and uh, storm, stormwater and sanitary sewers to alleviate some of the nuisance flooding that's going on down here in the valley. Uh, so, I mean, Bo, if you can get with Patrick and see if we can find those, those reports should be in the file cabinet, I believe. That's where they were the last time I saw them. Um, but I don't know what the timetable is. We may have to move kind of quickly on some of that money because I sure don't want to have to give it back to state or the federal people. All they're going to do is blow it anyway. I think it, the people have it here. We have enough needs to take care of. Uh, you know, we can use all the money plus some to fix all the needs we have. So I think we need to probably be a little prudent in what we can use it for. But I think we have a, an opportunity to fix some things we normally wouldn't be able to because we don't have the money. There's roughly seven hundred and ten or twelve thousand dollars in that account right now, as at the end of Jan uh, end of November. Sabrina. So just to give some real time answers to that question about you know the COVID relief fund and the different dollars in it, um, we've had a couple different disbursements throughout the past couple of years for that. So right now. In the end of December, early January, we're starting with that fund with $607,000. To date, I know that Patrick has done any report needed or, you know, talked about different disbursements. Plus, they, you know, kind of kicked out the due dates on some things just because there were, you know, fundamental kind of arguments at the state level about what is this money used for, as Mr. Bader talks about our conversation from last week. And one of the things that has been unanimously not scrutinized as infrastructure. So that was my comment. So it doesn't mean it has to be used on infrastructure, but that's a good methodology when you're dealing with the audit team. Um, and also, like, when we think, think about our road projects, these street projects can be, you know, $2 million, a $1 million for a simple road. Um, that's a lot of money, but that's how fast this money can go. 
Um, when we talk about the end of 21 into 22, and the reason why I say the end of 21 is because they, you know, kind of let a new salt bin be built on the property because they were no longer going to maintain the salt for inclement weather for the city downtown. Um, that was a purchase that, you know, council passed in order to be spent out of those COVID dollars. That's an infrastructure improvement. Um, later, you know, down the road, there were different service truck parts and stuff to help with that, um, to help with the bin purchase and everything and the upkeep of it and Menard's purchases for that. Um, and then also the software, the finance, the payroll, the fixed asset software um, that'll touch every department. We finally paid that with also paying multiple years of service at a discount rate because um, we were able to and we had the money up front. So that was paid last year as well as there were Mobilecom did 24,000 in police and fire purchases for last year too. So. Um, I'm trying to go through some of the other ones and then the most recent ones that we discussed were, you know, the Bobcat getting um, items for the service department was also important throughout the past couple years. Um, so some of those finally came, you know, down to the line could be ordered, they've been delivered and then paid for at the very end of this year. So when Mr. Boehner says it was about 100,000 more at the end of November, um, 100,000-ish was paid to Bobcat for some of those supplies for the service department that were already passed through council. So I think what, you know, the biggest thing we need to remember, anything really spent out of this fund has come to council first, um, just so for the knowledge base of everybody, and also what will be spent next and what is the hierarchy of how we spend and why for it. Um, I just wanted to give some real-time background to some of those questions. Um, that Mr. Ashbrock had. And as I said early in the conversation, we have about 607,000. And I have not to this date heard of any lapse time or that we would have to send the money back of the money that we currently have. But that would be a question for Mr. Ross um, to kind of settle up with that because um, that's kind of how we work with different things. He fills out the contract obligation part to that and um, does the reporting on it. So. Um, that's any other questions about that just from no, thank kind of you, what Sabrina. we've done so far. Thank you. Ms. Vettichico. No, I was just going to say regarding the lead piping, I know that has been done on 3rd Street and I believe um, a few weeks ago, at, um, I don't know if it was our last meeting or the one before, Patrick had talked about working with a group to identify the lead piping throughout the city. I don't know if you have any yes. information. Yes, with a $50,000 grant we received, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, that, you know, one of the things, the last thing we bought the service department, the um, water exercising valve system, that piece of equipment can uh, determine what's a lead pipe, what isn't. So they don't have to dig up the whole pipe. They can just dig down mm -hmm. at the service box. But the, the main thing I think to take from what Sabrina said was the reason Denny Albring pushed for that uh, salt dome that our guys actually got it in pieces and our guys build it themselves to save a lot of money but now they can put all the salt that they need for the whole winter up there and by doing that they're going to save money from this day forward so that's that's a big plus right there we don't have to worry about supply issues or price going up because they were holding on to it for us and all this stuff we can put it up there salt doesn't go bad uh, throughout the summer. Just leave it in the dome and don't worry about it. Um, 
but I appreciate the information. Mm -hmm. But also, hold on a second. Um, Mr. Boehner, if I understood you correctly, yep. um, you wanted storm sewer separation possibly looked at? Storm water sanitary. St that's, okay. That's, I believe that belongs to MSD. That's an MSD thing. No, that's, no, no. We, we, we have some of the, a lot of those are, are storm water pipes, which are our responsibility. Interesting. I'd like to see some data on that, if you don't uh, mind. You'd have to look at the Truman Young reports. Okay. Good. You know, also, Sabrina said, you know, as far as salt went, you know, companies used to store it for us, and that was going to end. So Sabrina was correct in that. You know, also, you know, we just finished, MSD finished for us, a storm sewer behind Bernard, you know, a long uh, waited upon uh, objective that, that's now nearing completion. And again, as part of my report, we will find out soon, you know, two lanes of Reading Road will be closed for most of 2023 here for another huge storm sewer project that will also go up Gorman Lane, you know, close to Eagle View. So, you know, we're getting these things accomplished. Uh, you know, there's other things that these COVID dollars can be spent on. Sabrina was correct. We run these things through the Finance Committee and through Council, and uh, we'll make sure, as we have in the past, that all dollars are spent wisely. Well, Bo, can I, can I ask a question? Sure. These MST projects are not costless anything. That's no, they're federally yeah. mandated projects. Okay. We, they're, they're all costing us, Bob, because of MST sewer rates. Yeah. Uh, well, it yeah. doesn't come out of our general fund, but yeah. yeah well, it, you, you end up paying for it for absolutely. Years. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's not to deceive anybody there. There's. Okay. Anybody else in the audience? We still have 45 chairs and two people. Okay, moving on. Reading of communications. I do have one. Uh, communication from Don Likens. Uh, city officials, Don Likens here. I reside at 8415 Reading Road. My family has lived, worked, and owned businesses in Reading for over 62 years now. Reading has a serious homeless problem and crime problem. Yet the mayor refuses to acknowledge it, telling everyone Redding doesn't have a crime issue and the police are doing a fantastic job according to the top 10 CEOs. Mayor has told me, in a, uh, has told me a few months ago when I finally spoke with him after 10 attempts, Mr. Likens, you are the only one to ever complain about the police. And I can't get the chief, nor Mayor Bemis, nor Patrick Ross, nor Shelley Kroger to meet with me to discuss proof of this. Won't even return calls. I've had enough. See attached video from one of my security cameras from Sunday, January 1st, 2023, uh, 9.32 p.m. Look at the 21, 31, 39 mark, and you'll hear two shots fired. This is across from my house at 8415 Reading Road. The homeless guy threw a rock at the car while it was parked at Vibes on Reading Road on another video I have, not sent. Then at BP, two ladies exit the car, pursue the guy, and fire two shots at him, missing. The police have all of this footage and are investigating. Homeless. There is a homeless camp behind Circle K. I know this as I hired a homeless person to work for me, trying to help him out, and he told me the whole story. In summer months, there are a dozen or more people living in those woods. There are homeless people living in and around Redding and Galbraith, under the bridge and in the small woods on Galbraith. Crime. Crime has been rising in Redding for several years, ever since Chief Edens took over, oddly. 
FBI reports show this. My own 14 felony thefts slash break-ins over the last few years, which I've reported, show this as well, with no arrests, no indictments. Criminals know they won't be arrested unless caught in the act. Solution, number one, more police. City should hire five to six more officers. I've sent FBI reports on staffing to the chief, mayor, Ross, Shelley Kroger, nothing. Crickets, very disturbing. Number two, uh, use Hamilton County detectives to augment our force. Golf Manor does this along with many other communities. Chief Snow did this in the past, I was told. Number three, uh, get the police better crime fighting tools, uh, such as high, A, high resolution cameras at the corner of Galbraith and Reading intersection, B, fingerprinting camera to detect fingerprints and footprints, uh, Green Township Police have this and have solved some very complicated crimes with it. C, DNA detection kits for our detectives. Hamilton County uses these frequently. Number four, change the culture at RPD from a hands-off to aggressive policing. Every officer should conduct fingerprints and conduct investigation, like when Snow was chief. Uh, Don Likens. I'll make a motion that the communication be received and filed. Second. We have a motion by Mr. Boehner and a second by Mr. Powell to receive and file the communication. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Case by voice vote. Can I just make a couple of comments about that? Um, one, I noticed where it says in the letter that the police have a copy of the surveillance video and they are investigating. Um, when I saw that, I kind of wondered what the issue was because to me that's what the police are supposed to be doing. So it does sound like that they are investigating the crimes. Um, I know it's frustrating when, um, and I kind of want to say this to a lot of people, when there is a house on the street or a problem house or something going on that it does take time. Um, we've been in that situation ourselves on our street, but um, to keep calling, keep reporting so that they can build a case because the police have to legally attain evidence and um, and and be able to present that evidence before they can really do anything. So they have their rules they have to follow. They can't just go storming into a property. Um, but to say that our police department isn't aware of the homeless or the crime in the city, I think is false. Um, I think they're very aware. I have security cameras at my home where I have footage of them throughout the night, um, patrolling even up and down the alleys. So um, they are out there, they are aware. Um, and I know they are investigating crime, so I just wanted to say that. And honestly, Katie, appreciate that. You know, and Mr. Likens, you know, has been answered many, many times by many of us here at City Hall, by many of us, tax department employees, our law director, our safety service director, our police chief, lieutenants, individual patrol officers. If he doesn't get the answers that he wants, uh, in the way he wants them, he claims we don't communicate with him. On top of that, you know, if anyone out there wants to continually threaten to sue the city and its law director and its mayor, you know, our legal advice is to refrain from communications. And this individual has been told to communicate through our, our legal advisor in this case. You know, but we do. We, 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 we do very, very well uh, at, at, at with the resources we're giving, um, taking care of crime and keeping this city safe and secure. And it's been that way for many years. 
you know, we have employees who, who care. You know, Patrick and I are talking to police chief, fire chief, chief of public works on a daily basis, trying to solve problems, get out in front of them. You know, we live in a country that's, that's tended to go towards protecting criminals over law enforcement officers. We fight that battle, um, and we do. We have to have good evidence, you know, to, to approach people and, and make things work. You know, we're restricted by manpower. Police department would love to have five more guys. You know, I hope you all look for, you know, six, seven hundred thousand more dollars a year when you consider that. There, there's a reason why we don't. Each of our departments would like more people. You know, especially, well, I shouldn't say especially, all of them. Our parks department, fire EMS, police, public works. You know, again, public works has gone from, I believe, 20, 21 full-time employees in 2001, you know, to 13 today. We do that to balance our budget and live within our means. And, you know, we as citizens, you know, when, when I have third graders, one of my favorite day here at, at City Hall is when third graders come to visit. You know, one of the first things I tell them, you know what, if we're going to be a safe city, you all have to help us. If you're going to be safe, you have to help. You have to become aware of your surroundings. You have to become aware of where you are, what you're doing. Look both ways before you cross the street. Keep your eye out for friends and neighbors and for things that might be wrong. And if you see something, say something. And this is to third graders. So anyway, you know, we'll continue to work hard. Every time we get sent ideas that we have to respond to or questions we need to respond to, we do. And we do so as best we can. So anyway, thanks, Katie, for. I have a comment yeah. also. Um, just to, to clarify, not that I feel like I need to explain myself, but the only time that Mr. Likens asked me to, to, to give him a phone call was before I was even elected. And I have a couple file folders worth of stuff of how bad Chief Snow was also. So. All right, I'm going to add one in. <clears throat> I did watch the video. Um, and he did mention Vibes. I believe Vibes is in the Dora that's being proposed. Am I correct? No, that'll be outside. Not, that'll be outside. Okay, I'm glad, because that's not the, the greatest intersection probably to have people walking around with a high level of alcohol in their systems. But something for people to understand is uh, under, as far as I can find under Ohio law, in Adora, uh, supposedly your uh, Second Amendment right goes away. So before you go voting for Adora, make sure you examine the real estate involved in that Adora and what that does to your right to, con to carry concealed. That's all I'll say about that. Any guest speakers? We don't have any. So moving on, executive session, unscheduled, administrative reports, Mayor Bemis. Well, thank you, Mr. President. And with that very hectic day after a couple weeks off, um, I'm going to read most of this. First, I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you all had a, a wonderful, wonderful holidays filled with family and friends. And hope everybody's off to a, a great start for the, this new year. Um, you know, as with all, all years, you know, as a city and families and as, as individuals, you know, we have plenty of good days and, and plenty of sad and challenging days. And, you know, it, it's always been wonderful to me to, for me to know that we live in a city where, where we stay together and support each other through the best of times and worst of times. And, and, uh, you know, our prayers go out to, to everyone who needs them. And there's plenty of people that, that need prayers. You know, and, and you know, you talk about homeless people and, 
and, and people struggling. Um, you know, I hope and pray things get better and better as well. You know, we need to be a country again that supports law enforcement. You know, we, we truly do. We have we have tended to go the other way and and point fingers at law enforcement instead of supporting them. We truly need to support our borders. It, it isn't unchristian to ask people to come in to our country in a legal manner. It's 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 not unchristian. So anyway, we have major challenges in front of us as a nation, as a state, you know, and as a city, and we'll keep working on things as best we can. You know, as a city, we had another productive year providing the best possible city services for our residents, businesses, schools, and organizations. And you know, I saw again, you know, posting today, you know, the cost of the prices of homes in Reading have gone up. They sell very quickly. Children want to be a part of our schools and in our community. Uh, businesses want to be here. I say payrolls up over $100 million in the last 10 years. People must like it here. I don't think that they would come and expand and grow and stay you know, in an unsafe city that didn't care. You know, the wonderful thing about our city is we meet with our top 10 CEOs and through many other businesses through Chamber of Commerce. Just about every one of them has my cell phone number, Patrick's cell phone number, the police chief, the fire chiefs, the chief of public works. We have people, chief of public works that drives every street in Reading every day, he tells me. So again, we, we work very, very hard. Um, at City Hall, we work very hard every day with the manpower and equipment we are given while living within our means. And again, that's important. Every department would love to have more men, more equipment more resources. We live within our means here, just like the wonderful families of Reading have done for many, many years. And with that, I want to thank everybody in this room, you know, for each of you who did your part, you know, all of you, appointed, elected officials. You know, it isn't easy. You know, there's plenty of ways to spend money. There's plenty of needs. And we have done well at prioritizing and spending where we should in public safety and uh, public safety and the security of property are huge things to us. And that's what we spend all day, every day doing. And to be able to do that, we have to be a vibrant city. We have to keep businesses here. We have to encourage them to grow. We have to attract new businesses here. You know, the cost of doing business continually goes up and up and up and up. So I appreciate what, what all of you do. It isn't easy. I appreciate it. Appreciate what our law director isn't here tonight. Dave Stevenson, you know, has been our uh, law director for some time now, an incredible law director for us. We're blessed to have him, blessed to have him. Incredible job for us. Our safety and service director, the same. Dedicated, does a multitude of things. You know, things like being part of an insurance consortium that has saved us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and other things as well. The multitude of grants we get, the road projects we get. Um, it, it goes on and on. They do a wonderful job. Our department heads. You know, I love uh, showing up to work here. I really do. Every single day. Everybody who works here. You know, enjoy it. Puts a smile on my face from our clerks to, again, our department heads to the employees I pass. All care. And, and, and it shows. I, I should get back to reading. You know, I'll, I'll repeat it twice. We, we had, on the 23rd of December, I think wind chill factors you know, 20 to 30 below. We have a service department that cleaned our streets like none other. And on Christmas Eve, again, with temperatures 20 and 30 below, they're out repairing two water mains. 
Some of these guys have young children. You know, families that didn't get their Christmas Eve pictures. You know, they're dedicated. They go out, they don't complain. Show up, smile, go to work like most Reading residents have for many, many years. Many years. Never wanted much for themselves. Selfless, God-loving, family-loving, country-loving people. And I love it. We we'll continue to strive every day to do our best, and we try to even get better, while at the same time thanking God for our many blessings and the resources we do have. Because with, with all the things we need and want and strive to get, we're very, very blessed here. Very, very blessed. Greatest country ever, and in my opinion, the greatest city ever. Also want to thank our American Legion, our Fraternal Order of Eagles, our Kiwanis, our Knights of St. John, our Historical Society, our Chamber of Commerce, our Reading Bridal District, the volunteers who make our farmers market possible, and the many generous businesses and all they do for our city. No, nowhere is it better than here. Incredible people doing incredible things every day. And we invite people to keep stepping forward, please. You know, people step up to wonderful things. Um, you know, our outstanding youth organizations, with their many incredible volunteers, they keep our youth busy, teach them the value of teamwork, sportsmanship, hard work. People keep their eyes out for their neighbors. Our wonderful churches and their wonderful ministries continue to reach out and help those in need. Our excellent schools continue to help educate and prepare our young students to succeed in a very challenging world that's getting more challenging by the day. And a lot of it for, for reasons we need to address. You know, as well as, as we do as a city in keeping our city safe and vibrant and as prosperous as we can be, it reminds me of the story of, you know, the people on top of the boat, you know, keeping it all well and keeping it all in fit shape while people are in the bottom of the boat drilling holes in it. And that's happening to us here. And, and we have to put a stop to that and we'll get more busy. Just some more recent things since our last meeting our police department had the speed trailer on Burkhardt Avenue. We had a wonderful resident, um, you know, with complaints about speeding. Um, but anyway, our speed trailer was there. Our speed trailer monitors how fast cars go, um, when they're going fast, you know, when they're there, and how many cars. And anybody, and anybody who wants more about that report, we, we reacted immediately to that. You know, our police chief, you know, watches every one of our meetings and is on things before I get to talk to him the next, next morning. Also, we, we had uh, Carla Red on a house on Elm Street that's been a problem. Uh, a search warrant was served uh, for both criminal and administrative purposes at 333 Elm. One suspect was charged with three charges related to drugs. The house has been condemned and boarded up, uh, and that took three departments to do that. That's our police department, fire department, service department working together. And I'll tell you one of the, the, the proudest things I am about our city, again, is, is we all work together. You know, from this body, listening to department heads, listening to their needs, you know, to our, our department heads, communicating what they need, you know, both to council and, and uh, to Patrick and I, um, and then helping each other. You know, when you're minimally staffed, as, as we've often been, it takes everybody doing their part, and I'm proud of what they do. We also have two new police officers, officers Robert Hauserman and officer Charles Brown. They joined our department. We're glad to have them. They're doing well. Um, also, we were awarded a $265,000 SORTA grant to repave Columbia Avenue from Reading Road to Lachlan. That'll happen this year. 
about six, eight, ten months ago, Daryl Courtney came up to me, told me Columbia Avenue was very much in need of repairs, starting at Reading Road. Uh, I told him at that time I was aware of grant funds. Called Patrick. Patrick got to work with our engineers, so another $265,000, and, and that'll be for uh, half the project. The other part we have to come up with, you know, another infrastructure project. Uh, we also used 280 tons of salt uh, during the snow ice event before Christmas. That's at a real close to $80 a ton, $22,400 in salt alone uh, on one event. And again, you know, from numerous sources, uh, I heard how well our streets were taken care of. And I myself had to take some trips to do some Christmas shopping and just to see uh, how much better our roads were than others. And, God bless others, not knocking anybody else. Um, so anyway, uh, and again, I mentioned earlier, we'll meet with MSD soon to find out uh, when their sewer project on Reading Road will begin. This is going to be a major project. You know, it'll go approximately from North Street to our city limit with Evendale. It'll go up Gorman Lane, put there to the hill that goes up uh, into Eagle View. Two lanes closed on Reading Road, six, eight, ten months. You know, it's going to be a major ordeal for our public safety and, and services departments and for all our residents. So anyway, next week on Tuesday, we meet about a grant that we're receiving through uh, We Thrive for uh, recycling bins in our parks, and we'll keep working. Good chances are, you know, we'll hear more about Maple Drive and funding for, for that new road project, you know, this year. So anyway, we'll keep on working, and again, thanks to everybody for all that you do that's it for me any questions for the mayor okay I, I would like to uh, address something you uh, talked about 333 Elm I did finally get the call log for 333 Elm today in my email uh, I know calls were made in October October November and December I know because I talked to the people who live near there I only have calls from 618 through 910, so uh, June through November, and only seven of them, one uncharacterized, one drug overdose, another overdose, a death investigation, a non-breather cardiac, a, burglar, a burglary, and a disorderly conduct. Seems to me there's more going on there, so I'm not sure. Uh, why that report seems incomplete, but it does. Safety service report, do you have one for Patrick? Yeah, pretty much gave Patrick's as well tonight. Law director's not here. Anybody have a report from him? Treasurer's report. Thank you, Mr. President, and Happy New Year to everyone. Um, I have numbers for December as well as for the entire year of 2022. The total income tax collected for December was $558,046. The breakdown of this is $46,879 in individual income taxes, $48,456 in business net profits tax collected, and then $462,692 in payroll withholding tax collected. The total collected for December of 2021 was 605819 so 2022 is 7.9% behind 2021. The total income tax collected for the entire year of 2022 was 9,138,690.
the breakdown of this is $1,234,807 in individual income taxes, $1,461,720 in business net profits tax collected, and $6,442,162 in payroll withholding taxes collected. The total, collect, the total collected for 2021 was $8,312,605. So we are running 9.9% ahead of 2021. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All I have tonight. Very good. Thank you. Any questions for our treasurer, Mrs. Owens? Just uh, real quick to kind of, you know, when I got it, you know, it looks great. We're up 9%, but again the the anomaly of the business profits income taxes because if you look at individual residents and payroll withholding if the revenue was pretty flat this year um as as i've said several other times it's in um, estimated taxes so prepayments of taxes we are not going to know really you know how that all shakes out until tax returns are filed in 2023 that could be all the way up to october 15th so um, it is my understanding that we are going to have some kind of fund set up to kind of, you know, bank a fair amount of that so that if, if it turns out that we have to pay refunds, we'll have the money set aside for that. I did pull out um, $800,000. I just pulled out some of the bigger, bigger numbers, and that dropped our um, increase for 2022 down to like 1%. But so it was, you know, still still a good year, even taking out all of the estimated tax payments. And I was just, I think we had uh, budgeted on a 3% increase. So, and I would assume that our budget uh, for this year will be another 3% increase. So that that's kind of the part that, you know, if you if you throw out the, the anomaly, we, we didn't hit our, our 3%. So, and that was, that was the part that, especially going into this uncertain year we're going into, um, you know, with inflation and whatnot, I'm have, have some concerns. So. Yeah, and last year we went through the uncertainties too. You know, we found out some businesses, again, that uh, traditionally had a lot of employees reporting to work here in Reading, you know, are now staying at home. You know, that was a huge concern. Um, you know, and going forward, I wonder how many uh, will find out when we collect taxes next April uh, that that live in Reading uh, and work from home. So hoping that that equalizes out. But you're right, last couple of years have been scary, Dave, and the future is, which is why, you know, for any money we can keep in reserves, I think we'd be very wise to do it. I'm going to piggyback on that for those of you who weren't here 20 years ago when we had an issue with over-projecting revenue. Uh, that's why our electric bond fund is no more. So if you want more information on that, I'll, I'll speak with you after the meeting. I don't, I don't want to prolong the meeting. Anything else? Well, and, and just one more thing. I mean, it is certainly my hope <coughs> that the estimated tax payments that these businesses made, I hope that, that they were estimating correctly and that we get to keep them. And, you know, it's just it, we're not going to know until likely potentially October very good all right moving on auditors report mrs. Smith thank you mr. president um, I just have a brief report tonight that 
2022, I ended the year with only 12 payables in my office, which is not unique to just things that had to be purchased, especially with the water main breaks that happened at the end of the year. So um, that's just a testament, though, to our department heads getting all the paperwork done, all the invoicing done as early as they could. So now that I'm seeing there are a couple other extra payables, of course, that get added. But if I could pay anything within the year um, with the wiggle room that you guys gave us from the appropriations, I did go ahead and make payment. Um, but that's a very low number. So that's just telling you how well, you know, we all try to work together to get all this completed every year. Um, so I appreciate you guys doing that at the last part of the year. Um, like I said, I wish this was the meeting that I had to tell you what we needed because um, that would be a lot easier, but it's not. So I don't make the rules. I just play the game. Um, and for 2023, you know, as we're going to payables, as we've discussed inflation, we're already starting to see that again. Last year was a year of letter after le letter. Things are going up 7 to 9%. Um, over the year, though, I've made it a point to talk to each department head or each person in charge of different accounts and say, hey, does this bill look right? If it does, could you talk to some maybe different people out and about that you know that are also utilizing it if you're part of this group or that group um, to see if we could drive down costs a little bit here and there. Um, at City Hall, we did a major overhaul in our internet alone and our phone system. And of course, there were a few upfront costs, but on the back end, now that I'm seeing the normalized bills come through, there will be a savings there too. Um, but just like everything, it's just been harder and harder to kind of keep a business running and that flat line item um, has become more expensive. So uh, at City Hall, like when we look at certain things, you know, keeping the lights on, you know, doing everything you do at your household, we do here at City Hall. So um, please know that we're always looking for different things. And that's another reason why I post our expenses on Ohio Checkbook because if I can compare with another municipality of similar size, um, what they're spending for a vendor or provider, and I see that ours is extremely low or extremely high, um, I kind of use that as a little bit of bargaining power. Um, and a lot of people still, like even Worldly Plumbing gives you a certain percentage off your bill if you pay in a certain time manner. Um, so, you know, we try to do all those little tricks of the trade to help where we can. Um, and of course, not having sales tax on any items. So that's something we're looked at by the auditor's office as well. And I just want to remind the public that we are audited through 2021. And you'd be surprised, we call it a financial audit, but I feel like it goes everything through me and takes drops of blood of everybody and then squeezes it back out and tells you how much fat you have in it. So um, it's very in depth for what we go through and we're getting ready to do the small part of the audit this year, which is called the gap statement. Um, and then the next year we'll have the next two year audit. When I first started in 2016, it was about four pages of items. Now it's eight pages of items that they request. So it's, got, it's gone way beyond what they asked for finances. It's you know, every department, how they work. You know, they're, they're employed to look for fraud. So they're looking all over the place in every single department, every single workflow. That's why we have five people that sign off on things. That's why everybody knows of what's being purchased and when. Um, so I just kind of want to hopefully ease the mind of citizens 
you know, still being relatively new at seven years, working on my eighth year this year, um, that's a lot to be said, you know, that we are doing those things um, and getting those clean audits year to year for those different kind of items throughout our city. So I just kind of wanted to make a mental note of like, it's here again, so we're already getting audited. So thank awesome, you. Awesome, Sabrina. Awesome work. Any thank questions you. for Mrs. Smith? All right, moving on. Uh, committee reports. Finance Chairman, Mr. Bronner. Thank you, Mr. President. With the new year upon us, I spent some time comparing the end-of-month financial reports generated by Sabrina from December 2021 to November 2022. Of the 31 different funds, 15 had more money, 4 had less, but, of, but one of those is the General Fund 101, which is pending a $2 million transfer from the sitting earnings tax 220 fund which would still leave both funds with more money than last December. 12 funds remained exactly the same. We ended November 2022 with $13,118,846.18. This is $2,277,449.91 more than December 2021. I know this is a vague analysis, but ultimately we are trending in the right direction. Thank you, Mr. President. Any questions for Mr. Bronner? I just, I'll repeat the caution. Don't get too giddy about it. That's why our electric bond fund isn't a thing anymore. That was over $6 million. Am I right, Mr. Boehner, over $6 million in the electric bond fund? Closer to four. Four? Okay. Absolutely. Anyway, it was millions, which is... More than I have in my pocket. Well, I can tell you that the big part of that money was on the Ready Road Streetscape. We, that's the only time we could do that because we found out the last minute we were getting that money and we had to override the uh, Mayor Schmidt's veto to get it done. Well, that was just paid off here this year, too. Yep. All right. So all I'm, all I'm doing is saying be cautious when, we're, when we do the budget this year be cautious anyway moving on utilities lands and buildings mr bishop thank you mr president um first happy new year um second i'd like to welcome our new video service providers esp media um and as uh, also as mr ashbach noted um on readingohio.org uh there is a link prominently displayed on the website that talks about that says go here for the videos or you can also see them on uh, uh watchwritingohio.com and they will be archived there um, the U Utilities, Lands, and Buildings Committee has scheduled a meeting for January 11th, 2023 at 6 p.m. Uh, this meeting will specifically address a proposed ordinance by Mr. Boehner titled in part, An Ordinance Eliminating the 2% Fee on Gross Receipts of Cable Television Franchisees. Uh, this will be an in-depth discussion. Hopefully anybody that has some information can, is welcome to come and, uh, and provide that. We're looking forward to a good discussion. Thank you. Any questions for Mr. Bishop? Go ahead. Just real quick, mm -hmm. um, has your committee or the city looked into creating a YouTube page where we can also broadcast the meetings and have them archived? Um, I believe the school does this. For they them. will be on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Can we get a link to that at some point? So yeah, it'll be linked in the in the uh, um, on uh, watchwritingohio.org or okay. dot com rather. Very good. Is it a certain? YouTube page to search for? It'll be our own YouTube channel, I believe. Okay. Um. Anything else from Mr. Bishop? All right, moving on. Zoning, planning, and environment, Mr. Powell. Thank you, Mr. President. 
Uh, this evening, uh, we had a committee meeting. Uh, we briefly discussed uh, the broken windows theory and how that may be impacting our town potentially and are looking at ways to possibly streamline some of the processes in reviewing uh, zoning and property maintenance uh, issues. We're going to kind of, as a committee, committee members, kind of go out, look around, see what we see, regroup here in a couple of weeks, schedule another committee meeting, and then possibly schedule, uh, schedule uh, another committee meeting with members of the administration and maybe uh, our building department head to kind of discuss what, what we were seeing and what we may have in mind. So. Very good. And it's saying for Mr. Powell. Okay, moving on. Laws and contracts, Mrs. Edichico. Thank you, Mr. President. I held a laws and contracts committee meeting on December 13th where we discussed tabling the resolution and ordinances regarding the marijuana moratorium indefinitely. We also discussed the updated property maintenance codes. I'm having another committee meeting on Monday, January 9th at 6.30 p.m. here in council chambers to further discuss the codes and to move forward with an ordinance or resolution to put them in place. We've invited the administration to the committee meeting to get their input as well. And that is all I have for tonight. Thank you. Okay. Um, I have a question for you. First of all, anybody else have a question for Mrs. Chico? Okay, I do. <laughs> um, in that, are you discussing anything that would deal with situations like 333 Elm? Uh, yes. There's an addition to the updated property maintenance code um, that I know one is to move forward, to have a plan in place to move forward with condemning properties and then possibly getting them demolished. We didn't have anything on the books for that before. Um, another one to address problem properties like that, we've talked about looking into a, um, like a, scale for fines and increase each time um, to maybe reel in some of the property uh, problem properties but that's something that's we wanted to discuss with the administration and how to go about doing that thank you public health and safety mrs kroger thank you mr president um, our police department run count for december 2022 um, our total calls or calls for service were 941 auto accidents there were 28 booking of original charges were 106 and total criminal charges was 139 um, and then we had a total of 85 citations issued and for the fire department um, ES EMS responses was 212 and fire responses uh, were 72 for a total of 284. In the month of December, the police had calls for hit skip ac accidents, domestic violence, overdoses, stolen vehicles, which the keys were left inside, and OVI. I'm sure it isn't said often enough, but we as a community appreciate the police and fire department, everything the police and fire department does for our city. That's all I have. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you. Any questions for Mrs. Kroger? Moving on, service, Mr. Boehner. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I uh, wish, wish everyone a happy new year. Uh, city crew's been out patching potholes in the street. Uh, the mulcher's been out collecting branches. Uh, city crews are done picking up leaves throughout the city. And I have seen some leaves 
people raked out into the curb, uh, I would suggest you get them off the curb because as they plow, they're going to push them right back into your yard. Um, they really appreciate the new leaf uh, machine because it's a lot quieter. I don't have to hear them come down the street on Hunt Road when they come down with it. Um, city crews have taken down trees on Maple Street and Market Street right outside City Hall. They repaired uh, several blocks of sidewalk squares that were pushed up to the trees. Um, city crew made some improvements at the police department in reference to the kitchen area. City crew cleaned up the old incinerator, which was used for storage. Uh, city crew started breaking down city trucks to switch over for the winter coming, putting on the plows and bee boxes for salting. Uh, city crew repaired two water main breaks on one on Lori Lane and the other at Keith Drive, and they made the repairs. Uh, the water main breaks and everything is back and patched in. The salt crews are called out over the holiday weekend to salt and clean the streets using approximately 280 tons of salt for this venture is where the ice below the snow made more difficult. Uh, on Christmas Eve, I did have one of my wife's nephews, his wife and kids, come down from Tip City. And, of course, they had to go to Blue Ash first. They were impressed that we kept up with Blue Ash. And I said, well, we, we will try to top Blue Ash every year when it comes to clean the streets. Uh, it was a little more difficult. Uh, he lives out in the country. Tip City's out in the farmland. Um, he can't even get cable out where he's at. That, that's how bad he's out there. But um, the real problem this time, again, was the salt. I mean, it does not always work at that temperature. And the snow came down on top of it and blew snow all over the place. So you had maybe two inches in one spot and you had six inches in another spot. Uh, but they, the guys do a great job each and every time they go out and plow. The mayor hit on that pretty hard earlier. And that's the end of my report list. Somebody's got questions. Any? Oh, I had a hand first. Well, he, hand he was actually first. Oh, go ahead. It's more just an observation. I mean, it's only the first round, but it seems like the speed humps on Thurn Ridge held up pretty well uh, yep. to the plowing. As far as future considerations, I know that was a, a, a big question mark. We'll obviously have to keep up through the winter, but. Well, I, you know, they, they know where they're at, obviously, with the signs and everything. And, you know, they're not going to be able to. Uh, just like you can't drive over very fast, you're not going to take a plow. Uh, so, I mean, but I think you're going to have some ice and snow build up on them. That's just going to happen, that's all. But um, I think the way it worked out, everybody's pretty happy. The residents seem to be happy about it. Yep. Mr. Powell. I was going to ask about the speed humps, but also uh, with the lower temperatures, uh, do we have the ability or the equipment to add calcium chloride to yes, our we yeah, we do. We do. Okay. Uh, but again, calcium chloride only works till about three or four degrees. Okay. Once you get down to zero, you might as well pour water down because you know, nothing's really going to work. Gotcha. Mr. Bishop, I will say with all the uh, with all the hills in Reading, I think they did a su superb job. Uh, they were they were on on top of it when it first started coming down, even before <laughs> it came down. Um, and uh, I mean, we were driving all over the place at the end of the week for various reasons, and and uh, um, Reading was by far one of the cleanest. I was impressed with Columbia, in case anybody wants to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually went down it without sliding. <laughs> yeah, some dangerous hills, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Yep. All right, anything else from Mr. Boehner? Moving on, Mr. Tom and Recreation. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, we started today taking 
pool applications. Uh, some are jobs for the community pool, such as concession workers, front desk employees, and lifeguards. Lifeguards do not need to be certified to apply. However, they must have the certification by June 1st. Concessions and front desk employees need to be at least 14 years of age by June 1st, and lifeguards must be 15 when they take the certification classes. If you have any questions, please call Susan Slavy at City Hall. Uh, it's important that everyone understands we will consider rehires first, then we will take applications in the order they are received. So it is important that you get your application in within the next couple of weeks. Unfortunately, we may have to turn down some applicants. Uh, applications are here at City Hall. Uh, going forward, uh, Mr. Bishop, I didn't have a chance to talk to you before the meeting. I'd like to set up a committee meeting. Are you available next Tuesday at 530? Uh, I have 30 minutes to another meeting here so I believe it'll be brief okay then we yes. need to discuss a, a proposed ordinance um, and I just want to run it by committee sure uh, before I bring it to this chamber so Tuesday January 5th at 530 I'm sorry January 12th my January apologies 12th. Yes. good night I'm losing it now. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Monday. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> One of those days. It's your job. It's Wait, easy 12. to lose. <laughs> right? The 12th? Okay. 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 12th? Tuesday is okay. the 10th. Yeah. Could be the 10th. The 10th. Sorry. Got a little third. Today, today's the third plus seven, that's ten. Yep. <laughs> and mercifully, that's all. Either way, got to be there. Okay. So, so before we go real far, I have now three new meetings I want to I cover. Make sure we have all the dates correct. Utilities, lands, and buildings, January 11th. Is that correct? Say that again. January 11th. 11th? Yep. You say 11th or 10th? Yeah, 11th and 6 p.m. So that's Wednesday at 6 p.m. Laws and contracts, January 9th at 6.30. Yes. Correct. Okay. And recreation, January 10th at 5.30. Are these all in the caucus room? They can be. Yeah. I usually I mean, have mine in here, but, yeah. Either way. If so, no one else is here. Yep. Yeah, that's that's uh, another thing I want to bring up. It's been brought to my attention. Some people out there in TV land don't know where the caucus room is. So where we are physically is 1000 Market Street, Reading, Ohio, 45215, second floor. You go across the hall, caucus room is there. So easy directions, there it is. All right, any other things with regard to meetings? Okay, moving on. Legislative session, reading of resolutions, we don't have any. Reading of ordinances. Okay. Make a motion that we should we oh, read it? We need to read it first. Need okay. to read it first okay. in your motion. Okay. Yeah, go. Uh, and second reading an ordinance eliminating the two percent fee on gross receipts of cable television franchisees for the purpose of providing access for public and local access programming. I make a motion that we table this ordinance since it was sent back to committee at the last meeting. Second. Okay. So we have a motion to table the ordinance since it was sent to committee during the last meeting. Really. Should not have been on the I think agenda, but that's okay. Specify it's going to Mars Committee. Yes. Going Correct. to going to Utilities Lands and Buildings. U utilities Lands and Buildings mm -hmm. Committee. Yep. Good point. Um, so a, a motion by Mr. Powell, a second by Mr. Bishop, uh, to table the ordinance. Uh, we have to do a roll call vote on this one. Sorry, right. Mr. Powell. <laughs> Mr. Powell. Yes. Roll call. 
<laughs> I was waiting for Carla. So. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Seven yes. Uh, ordinance is tabled. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's not coming back, because it will. It will. Next one. Okay. An ordinance authorizing the auditor to make transfers not to exceed $2 million from the City Earnings Tax Fund to the General Fund from January 1st, 2023 through March 31st, 2023, and declaring an emergency. Discussion. Discussion. This is a Chico. Just Go ahead. real quick for everybody um, watching the meeting, just to explain that this is basically, and Sabrina, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically just to pay the bills. And the reason for the emergency is because we need to pay the bills. Right? <laughs> yeah, so we, you're right. So we have a 220 fund. Some um, cities and townships and villages do not have a 220, the city earnings tax fund that goes into the general fund, the 101. So they don't need this constant back and forth of transfer. So in order to not make you guys have to come in every week and do this for not every week but you know what I mean I'm I'm not trying to be dramatic but as I need the money um, I kind of got with the auditors and said hey how can we fix this like how can we make this better and they said um, because of the bonding like everybody's bonded at the city that you know kind of plays or can touch money or spend it or bring it in um, they gave the two million mark, nothing more than that. And so, as you see, every month I send you the general purchases, you'd be able to catch something. And like I said, then it's sent back to the treasurer's office for the sign off and then out the door. So it's, I'm never the last person to see anything that my office pays. Um, so, yes, long story short, it's to make all those normal purchases. A lot of times it's salary. We just have three holidays. Um, our payroll is $246,000, so I have to write that check tomorrow to be deposited into the bank. So that's how fast that $2 million can have to happen. So if we stay ahead of it like this, that's why you don't need an extra ordinance, which I'm never going to say never on that, but you guys have been lucky to see it now a well-oiled machine of not needing another one. I could come to you some other time, and I've been here sitting here before going, our water fund has a little extra money in it. We need it in the general fund. Can we have it? So um, I've sat here and asked for that. So um, anyway, so yes, please do this. If you do this in the early part of the year, I let you know when it's done. I try to consolidate it to one transfer within the three-month period to make it seamless, and that way you know the amounts and when I'm transferring it and why. Um, if you would like any other further communication on that, I'm an open book, and you can ask me. You know, from the past, it probably saves 20 ordinances a year. Yes. And it seemed like there a couple times. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. It seems like a couple times every year we're calling a special meeting to make payroll. So anyway. I'll make a motion. We suspend the rules requiring second, third reading. So I have a motion to suspend the rules requiring the second, third reading by Mr. Boehner. Second. And second by Mrs. Kroger. Uh, roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Rules are suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. We have a motion to adopt by Mrs. Edichico, a second by Mr. Bishop. Roll call, please. <coughs> Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number. 
2023-01. Now, before we get started on the next reading, Sabrina, three, four, and five are all the same discussion, basically, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. The same. It's the same headline. It's only three months, and it's deemed because of the bondable insurance you have upon myself. And that's why the limit is set there and what our normal general fund expenses are. So when you think it's about the 8 million mark within a year, moving 8 million into the general fund, even though some things are put in the general fund automatically, um, gives you that normal flow. So for our budget, for our appropriations, and all things money that we talk about. Yes. Thank you. I'll make a motion. We suspend the rule quarter, second, third reading. Second. I have a motion by Mr. Boehner and a second by Mr. Bishop to suspend rules requiring the second and third reading. Roll call, please. Is this for number two? This yes, is. You didn't want me to read it? Oops, sorry. Yeah, we do need to read it. <laughs> sorry, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, an ordinance authorizing the auditor to make transfers not to exceed $2 million from the city earnings tax fund to the general fund from April 1st, 2023 through June 30th, 2023 and declaring emergency. Okay, now the... Make a motion. We motion. suspend the rule quarry. Second, third reading. Second. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Now at the roll call. Uh, Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Seven yes. The rules are suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. Ooh, we got a tie over here. Uh, motion to adopt by Mr. Bronner, and I'm going to give it to Mrs. Kroger for the second uh, <laughs> to, to adopt the ordinance. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Seven yes. Ordinance number. 2023-02. An ordinance authorizing the auditor to tra uh, to make transfers not to exceed two million from the city earnings tax fund to the general fund from July 1st, 2023 through September 30th, 2023, and declaring emergency. I'll make a motion. We suspend rule quarry. Second, third reading. Second. We have a motion by Mr. Boehner, second by Mr. Bronner to suspend rules requiring the second and third reading. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The rules are suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. second. Motion to adopt by Mrs. Kroger, seconded by Mr. Bronner. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023-03. An ordinance authorizing the auditor to make transfers not to exceed $2 million from the city earnings tax fund to the general fund from October 1st, 2023 through December 31st, 2023 and declaring an emergency. Motion to suspend the rule requiring a second and third reading. Second. All right. So we have a motion by Mrs. Edchigo suspend, uh, uh, seconded by Mrs. Kroger to suspend rules requiring a second and third reading. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Motion to adopt. Second. We have a motion by Mrs. Edichico, a second by Mr. Boehner to adopt the ordinance. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. 
Seven, yeah, so ordinance carries, ordinance number. 2023-04. All right, moving on to miscellaneous business. Any miscellaneous business? Move to adjourn. Second. Uh, motion to adjourn by Mr. Boehner, second by, I think it was Mrs. Kroger. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Carries by voice vote. We're adjourned. Have a good night.